Section 17 of Collected Poems, 1901-1918, by Walter de la Mare. Read for LibriVox.org by Mary Haynes. The Three Cherry Trees There were three cherry trees once, grew in a garden all shady, and there for delight of so gladsome a sight walked a most beautiful lady, dreamed a most beautiful lady, Birds in those branches did sing, Blackbird and throstle and linnet. But she walking there was by far the most fair, Lovelier than all else within it, Blackbird and throstle and linnet. But blossoms to berries do come, All hanging on stalks light and slender, And one long summer's day charmed that lady away, With vows sweet and merry and tender. A lover with voice low and tender. Moss and lichen the green branches deck, Weeds nod in its paths green and shady. Yet a light footstep seems, There to wander in dreams, The ghost of that beautiful lady, That happy and beautiful lady. Old Ben Sad is old Ben Trisselwaite, now his day is done, and all his children far away are gone. He sits beneath his jasmine porch, his stick between his knees, his eyes fixed vacant on his moss-grown trees. Grass springs in the green path, his flowers are lean and dry, his thatch hangs in wisps against the evening sky. He has no heart to care now, though the winds will blow, whistling in his casement, and the rain drip through. He thinks of his old Betty, how she'd shake her head and say, You'll live to wish my sharp old tongue could scold, some day. But as in pale high autumn skies the swallows float and play, his restless thoughts pass to and fro, but nowhere stay. Soft on the morrow they are gone, His garden then will be, Denser and shadier and greener, Greener the moss-grown tree. Old Susan When Susan's work was done, She would sit with one fat guttering candle lit, And window opened wide to win The sweet night air to enter in. There, with a thumb to keep her place, she would read with stern and wrinkled face, her mild eyes gliding very slow across the letters to and fro, while wagged the guttering candle flame in the wind that through the window came, and sometimes in the silence she would mumble a sentence audibly, or shake her head as if to say, You silly souls to act this way! And never a sound from night I would hear unless some far-off cock crowed clear, or her old shuffling thumb should turn another page, and rapt and stern, through her great glasses bent on me, she would glance into reality, and shake her round old silvery head with, You! I thought you was in bed! Only to tilt her book again, and rooted in romance remain. Miss Lou when thin-strewn memory I look through, I see most clearly poor Miss Lou, her tabby cat, her cage of birds, 
her nose, her hair, her muffled words, and how she would open her green eyes, as if in some immense surprise, whenever, as we sat at tea, she made some small remark to me. Tis always drowsy summer, when from out the past she comes again. The westering sunshine in a pool floats in her parlor still and cool, while the slim bird its lean wires shakes, as into piercing song it breaks, till Peter's pale green eyes ajar, dream wake, wake dream in one brief bar. And I am sitting dull and shy, and she with gaze of vacancy, and large hands folded on the tray, musing the afternoon away, her satin bosom heaving slow, with sighs that softly ebb and flow, and her plain face in such dismay, it seems unkind to look her way, until all cheerful back will come, her gentle gleaming spirit home. And one would think that poor Miss Lou asked nothing else if she had you. End of section 17. This recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mary Haynes.